you believe it? We're halfway done with the series. <laughs> Everyone say yay. Woohoo! Eating Out was an incredibly influential series that proved a gay franchise could be popular and financially successful. But with the first one being kind of meh, the second one being surprisingly not meh, there's a lot riding on eating out all you can eat. But if you're going to eat all you can, might as well do so in a glory hole of a buffet. I'm joined by three friends with some great suggestions. First up, not even a man can get between her and her fifth plate. It's Amelia. Hi, my name is Amelia, and um, you know, I just love buffets of those like '50s Jello salads and dishes with like the bits of ham and peas and gravy or whatever like floating in the center. Obviously, the lime flavor is the best. Uh, I love when it's been sitting. I love when it's been sitting all day, getting warmed by the air. You know, gives it gives it a little bit more of that wateriness to the jello. And I can be found at the Nefarious Navigator on Instagram. Next up, they know how to keep me thin because my crippling hatred of my own body reminds me that I'll never be seen as attractive or worthy again. It's my crippling anxiety. Last but not least, be sure to row, row, row your car down to their favorite place. It's Row. Oh, goodness. My name's Row. <laughs> you can find me at SusQueen. Um, you can find me at twitch.tv slash SusQueenRow. And I am that one plate of 130 dubiously placed cocktail shrimp. Am I fresh? Probably not. Am I old? Who knows? Like food poisoning? Absolutely. <laughs> so, at this point, you hopefully know the drill. Uh, you know, plot coming up, see the movie, I need a vacation. Valium is delicious. Um, <laughs> surprising absolutely no one. The plot follows a near-identical set of events as part one and part two, with the main change being that Kyle and Mark are now dead, yay, Gwen is missing, Matt, Troy is also gone, fine, and the new character Casey is in love with Zack, the hot guy, so he lies to them via catfishing using Tiffany's ex-boyfriend Ryan's photos to trick Zack into falling for him, but then Ryan finds out, goes, goes screw it, I want to screw over Tiffany, and ends up going with it. Casey has sex with Zack's ex after being rejected by Zack. Tiffany and Ryan try to trick them back together, only for a video of Casey getting ducked by Zack's ex. Uh, kills the goodwill or whatever that they have. Then Casey makes a grand gesture at the end and makes everything forgiven, and now our two protagonists for the, the rest of the series are Casey and Zack. So I hope Hooray. you all love them as much as I do because we're stuck with them for better or worse. Um, your plot summary sounded exactly like Casey complaining about his love problems to Minkstall. Yes, actually, though. Beautiful. So, um, like, this is the 9-11 the of sex problems, and I'm like, Okay, lay it on me. What's your 9-11 of sex problems? And then he basically said exactly what NATO said, and I'm like, you sound like every gay high schooler I ever knew. <laughs> so, impressions, go. 
We watched the same movie for a third time. Woohoo, we sure did. Three, three whole times of almost the exact same movie. Except oh. this time it came with a modicum of accountability. Which oh. was nice, yeah, that was very nice. I appreciated that. Okay. Let, let's go point, with that. Let's, I don't know. Let's I don't be remember nice. his name. <laughs> let's be nice. One of the things that I really like about this movie is that it does try to bring more heart into the series. The pop, with the plot circulating around the youth center for LGBTQIA plus youth and the community. That was a that was a really nice kind of throw in at the end. Although mm. I will say the Matthew Shepard homeless synchronized swim team was a bit overkill. <laughs> so let's let's stay with the positive people. Let's just this film yeah. has has fans. <laughs> I think one of the things that I really appreciated about this movie is that when Casey told basically Mark number three that he catfished him because he has low self-esteem and didn't know how else to connect, that Mark actually said to him, you know, that's kind of a fucked up thing to do and I want you to leave now, (laughs) which I think was an appropriate reaction. And there... And there are some actually genuinely good advice that's uh, in this movie, like not being impulsive and making rash decisions when you've been uh, rejected, which comes from freaking Leslie Jordan, who is in this movie. Beautiful cinnamon roll, Leslie Jordan. (laughs) I want nothing more in my life than to sit at my bedside with Leslie Jordan beside me and his cup of tea giving me the sage advice I, like, I just, I want nothing more than that. Oh and I'm goodness. very sad that that has not happened in my life and never will. Bedside <laughs> chats with Le- Leslie Jordan. <laughs> like, I want, like, a Platonic fireplace. friendship with Leslie Jordan. How much more beautiful could it get? <laughs> Although, if I could make one modification to his advice, um, I just need, I just pretend like there's some music here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hey friends, do you think sleeping with your crush's ex is a good idea? Maybe you can weasel out some information of them, like what they're packing down the stairs. When that thought crosses your mind, just remember, he's going to give you gonorrhea, which is treatable, but very annoying. So just don't do it, okay? That was tonight's PSA from your elder gay. You know, I think, because that's, that's, like, he, he gives... He gives really good advice uh, to Casey about, you know, not being impulsive or just, like, you know, uh, th- really thinking out what to do. But he could be way, he could be way more specific in this one situation, <laughs> you know? And that honest, probably would have helped a lot more. <laughs> to be honest, it's wonderful advice. Leslie Jordan is a doll, and this scene was well-directed. And mm-hmm. I think... That the effort to include the elder gay population in a movie like this is especially appreciated because there is a huge disconnect between baby gays and the elder gays. And a lot of that has to do with the generations that would have bridged the gap, you know, dying of AIDS and, you know, not surviving the 80s. Mm-hmm. So and... the fact that they did try to at 
at least in a superficial sort of way like this to bridge the gap between the elder gays and the younger gays um i think you know there's no better way to do it than with leslie jordan (laughs) and i think the other thing that i really appreciate about the inclusion of leslie jordan and his character is that it it's so easy to have included like you know a horny older gay character you know uh, horny silver right. fox and they you know didn't do that with this character um we're looking at you eating out one and two <laughs> <laughs> and phoenix <laughs> and a lot of other movies we're going to be looking at uh another gay movie um but uh so we have leslie jordan um who is now on our good side uh, we're going to put Leslie Jordan into the happy there here box. Uh, we also have Mink yeah. Stoll coming back, which he is also... there with Mink Stoll. <laughs> also, right. also uh, on the day we're recording this, it is actually Mink Stoll's birthday. So happy birthday, Mink Stoll. Happy birthday, oh, Mink Stoll. Happy oh my birthday, God, Mink Stoll. Queen. This if I'd have known it was your you. birthday, if I'd have known it was your birthday, I would have brought a cake. Right? I, I almost cake. thought about buying cake when I was at the grocery store, too, and I didn't. Me, too. Shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the grocery store. No shit. Earlier today, buying dog food for my poor dog <laughs> who has no teeth. Walking through the bakery section going, you know what would really hurt my wallet and my stomach right now? Cake. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> Mink Soul returns not as the mother anymore, well, I guess technically, but now as the aunt, uh, who feel, fulfills kind of the same role, but she's a little less energetic than she was in the last movie, for better or for worse. Um, yeah, it turns out that Kyle's quality of being a Hollywood four is genetic, and he passed it on to his cousin. <laughs> through some sort of weird genotyping known as Hollywood casting. Can I just say that the way that Kyle died... Oh my god! I I feel... I'm going to be controversial here. I think... This is my theory, because, like, he died giving Roadhead. I think... I want I want to believe in my head canon that his roadhead was so bad that it caused the crash. <laughs> although we although we know in actual canon that it was not because the roadhead was bad, but that because Celine Celine Tion was driving the wrong way. <laughs> I'm just saying, the roadhead was so bad it distracted Mark, who didn't see the obvious tour bus. <laughs> And stop. Um, but we do have two new leads. We have Casey, our Kyle, and we have Zach, our Mark, Mark three. Um, so, what did everyone think of our new leads, the cynic and the puppy? Um, I just want to acknowledge the fact that they rebooted this franchise by killing the protagonists. <laughs> And then having Tiffany Tiffany Vandersloot sex up a priest at a funeral. 
I mean, like, who hasn't sexed up a priest at a funeral, though? This is, like, I guess par for the course for eating out. <laughs> but, like, I personally could have lived without Tiffany Vandersloot singing Come By Ya to... Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Someone's horny lord, come by ya. That, that was a bit much. <laughs> Would you rather have, like, I don't know, Zach singing? Um... Honestly, I would. I don't know how to answer that question. We'll find out next week um, <laughs> when we hear Zach singing. Oh um, Lord, I'm not ready for this. Oh God, uh, can you believe they made five of these movies? I can't. I literally can't uh, wrap my head around that at all, so, in any oh shape, way, or form. <laughs> Casey I'll is... tell you. <laughs> oh, <go ahead. laughs> um, so just to kind of get us a little bit back on topic, Casey is uh, more cynical, pessimistic Kyle, whose face is incredibly punchable, and I mean that both as a compliment and not. Um, <laughs> Casey has the personality of a golden retriever. Meanwhile, yes. Meanwhile, Zach is just like uh, energetic, excitable, a bottom, jumps to conclusions easily. Like if I had to, like he's no Troy, obviously, but he's got more more personality than Caleb and Mark One, but not as much as Mark Mark Two. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that's kind of like the tier of like uh, hot guys right there. Ryan's pretty fun, though. I do like Ryan. That, uh, Ryan, honestly, is my favorite out of the new characters. Why are the guys that hook up with Tiffany the best characters? Minus he's Caleb. The, he's the fairy god stripper. <laughs> <laughs> he's the Jane Goodall of homos. <laughs> Watching gay men from among them. <laughs> from his place on the stripper pole. <laughs> He, uh, yeah, he helps the, brings the gays together. He swoops in at the last moment for some Come together days, under some, me. Some hot, sexy, deus ex machina action. <laughs> Gay as sex. Uh, Gay as sex machina. <laughs> um. Okay, so, I, this is not the first eating out instance where a straight man has been sucked off by at least one gay man but it's certainly is not the, the least. first time in eating out history where a straight man has been sucked off by at least one gay man that um where the scene includes enthusiastic consent <laughs> which by which i mean oh i need to go now no, you're not going anywhere. Wow, two mouths feel so much greater than one. Keep going. <laughs> it's something. And you know what? It's consent. It works. So, I guess. <laughs> on, on, on that note, who do you think does a better job of getting a straight person in the mood for gay sex? Gwen or Tiffany? Gwen. Mm. Mm. Gwen. Yeah, that's hard for me because 
Tiffany, the men that she coerces into sex are straight by, like, the, the loosest meaning of the word. And she's very <laughs> loose. And Gwen, like, I have said before, has a really, like, dom vibe. It just seems like a pleasure to have in the bedroom, even though she's, like, arguably not a great person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I, I think I would have to say Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> Although, Although I do... I, there is this wonderful moment <laughs> where, like, uh, uh, Tiffany, like, does, like, one finger, two finger, three finger, and then, like, you yeah. know, right down there. <laughs> uh, I, I got a laugh out of that. Um, yeah. But I kind of I kind of came to realize while watching this, I think whoever like uh, the a producer or someone uh, someone creatively in the series has a couch fetish. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. agree. <laughs> I, that must somebody be the else in the somebody else in this series has a front door fetish. I swear to God, <laughs> yes, it's not me. Uh, but like how all of these happen on the no, none of them happen in the bedroom. Well, I guess no. technically Casey getting fucked in, by Zach's ex happened in the bedroom in this one. But like the the centerpiece like uh, scenes always happen on like couches. Mm. I wonder if the reason for that. Is because couches don't take so much space in the room, and they need the space for like film equipment and like personnel and stuff. If it's like a convenience thing from the production side, or if there's like a canon reason where all gays just love fucking on couches. <laughs> I just I just want to point out that some material of couches are really hard to get come out of and i think that is something that like this movie series should have really taken some time to really point out maybe in like you know uh uh, an aftercare sequence where they're like you know cuddling it's like oh i'm sorry i think i left a stain oh it's okay i have some baking soda and some talcum powder uh, that'll get it that right out. You know, stuff like that would be really helpful to, I don't know, a 17-year-old me, specifically. There's no such thing as aftercare in the Eating Out series, NATO. <laughs> there is only there is only blowjob, <laughs> far shot of flaccid penis, <laughs> and then and then rape joke. There, there's no aftercare. I do appreciate I do appreciate the, the 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 constant number of penises that we get. Like I would have liked it if it went up, you know. I think I think we're keeping really steady. Yeah. We're like running at a strict like two penis minimum maximum per movie. <laughs> but like which with like each... to be honest is two more penises than most movies have. All right, y'all. Um, I hope you're, uh, I hope you're sitting down for this one. I uh, always am. I am on my bed, <laughs> yes. Cause, uh, I, I, I'm just gonna lay it out. I, we've seen this plot, a variation of this plot, the Liar's Revealed plot, three times now, 
and I feel like this is a missed opportunity. <laughs> um, because, like, this easily could have been a really good plot, and I'm not even being sarcastic when I, when I say that. So, like, um... As a reminder, the plot goes that Casey uses Ryan's photos for a fake profile to get with Zach, and then Ryan goes on a date where there is no chemistry because all the words were Casey, and also Ryan is straight and just is doing it to mess with, mess with Tiffany. Uh, and, and yes, it's you know the liars reveal plot, and he's like, we've had it twice now, and he's like, oh, I, I'm not actually gay, all that stuff, and blah blah blah. Uh, but have your cake and eat it out to all that stuff. Um, but here's the thing is that we've seen this before and we've also seen Groundhog's Day and, uh, and, uh, Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to you. <laughs> so, like, I think there, just kind of missed it just briefly so start by making ryan having realized that he's bisexual since breaking up with tiffany a callback to tiffany's line about turning caleb gay in the original and have ryan actually be attracted to zach enough to lie about the things he's into to try and match the fake profile eventually he comes to realize that he cares enough about zach to realize the truth that uh, the part that Zach really cares about actually came from Casey, who, after being reject rejected by Zach, is feeling as though he uh, he's unwanted. He goes on a queero's journey through online dating, where they basically end up in a situation they put Zach in with someone who looks nothing like their photo. And after a few bad dates and continuing to pine after Zach, he ignores the uh, advice he ignores the advice of Leslie Jordan and sleeps with Zach's ex who ghosts him, and then he decides, even though he loves his aunt, this is the wrong place for him, and he has to leave. Fucking stakes! <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> but Ryan and Tiffany have since made amends, and Tiffany, feeling bad for hooking up uh, Ryan with Zach, forces Casey to go to the benefit because he promised to take her in Kyle's absence, uh, then have Zach be the one who's being bid on by Ryan, who goes against Zach's ex, Zach's ex who gets clotheslined by Zach's faghag candy for hurting him and then have Ryan put Casey's hand in the air to bid on Zach and have him say something interesting like I never got Kenneth anger but he does um and <laughs> Zach comes down and asks what he uh what he wants to do for the first date and Mink Stoll interrupts there's a John Waters marathon at the local cineplex at the mall and Zach goes perfect and they kiss as the camera moves up and fades into you know this make... sounds like a fan fiction I would read <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> make Casey's story more about what happens when you try to be deceptive to get what you want so he learns not to do that shit with the person he wants his future partner make zach's story about building up his confidence after being in a toxic relationship and very blatantly being used only for sex you all of these elements are in this movie already just expand on them <laughs> i will say make them learn the things, something one of the things it. that i think was missing from this movie that i really loved from eating out too was that moment of Okay, the truth's out. Now we all need to come together for one last heist against our common enemy. <laughs> the ex-gays, or the ex-boyfriend, or <laughs> the heterosexual, or whoever, you know? <laughs> Having literally... everybody 
you know, come together, as it were. <laughs> but literally, and this plot is with, basically with just like goal, you know? this. This plot is basically just like a few bumps in the road, and then true love, and it's just kind of boring. <laughs> and instead, yeah. all we got was you know. Uh, Casey, take off your shirt and I'll give you $3,200. <laughs> but that's your Italy money. <laughs> that's fucking red money. What are you talking about? Right? Or your Italy money. I wish I had Italy fucking money. Italy money. I would not give... Casey's not my type. I would not give Casey $3,200. I'm sorry, Casey. Well, technically, um, he didn't give the money to Casey. He gave it to charity. But still! You know, there was actually a missed opportunity for a really great joke at the very end. Because you know who goes off with them when they have their whole you need to strip for, you know, the community kind of thing? Yeah, you need strip to be auctioned for the community. Yeah. You need to be auctioned <laughs> off for the community. You know who goes off with them? Mink stole. Ew. Mink stole. Oh my goodness! If mink, like after they do like their thirty-two hundred and they get together thing, how hilarious it would it be if it's like twenty thousand dollars and they look around and it's mink stole going yeah, kind of. You know. <laughs> She's like, I don't really care about the money. I just, I just want to. I just want to be one. I just want to be, <laughs> be a part of it. <laughs> Miss opportunity. Uh, man uh, if, um, if there's any consolation from us having to do the rest of these eating out movies it's the fact that Mink Stoll is is here to stay I think mm-hmm. Mink Stoll is in the other two movies um, mm-hmm. you know who else is in the other two movies <laughs> Tiffany Vandersloot <laughs> I, I think that we should uh, update everyone on the evolution of Tiffany Vandersnoot's uh, story because it seems to be the only thing at least someone is interested in uh, in the series. Um, so uh, <laughs> Tiffany is actually growing a lot as a character and has some nice continuity. Uh, in the first film, she thinks she's turned someone gay and can turn him back. Second film, she befriends a gay mu- with mutual interests and grows to respect him and on the third outing uh, she is actively helping and supporting the queer community truly this is a story the series was made to tell all along and the rest is just filler right (laughs) (laughs) to I feel like this is, t- it's it's the gaze of our lives starring <laughs> Tiffany Vandersloot. <laughs> I I do like Tiffany. I think that she she's like um she's like a dreamlander from John Waters film. She knows exactly what movie she's in and she's just going <laughs> She knows with exactly it. what she's there to do too. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. She's like slowly evolving into like like the fairy godmother that this movie series needs (laughs) i I know i already referred to ryan as the fairy god stripper but the real fairy godmother of this movie series is tiffany vandersloot in that she keeps appearing (laughs) and things keep happening (laughs) and then she sprinkles a bit of magic on it and everything turns out at least gets a guy at the end Right, and she always gets a she always gets a guy too. 
she always gets the guy with like arguably the best personality out of like the choices yeah right <laughs> the least trash guy i have some nitpicks um first of all uh, uh i would like to say this to people because i feel like this is something that needs to be said um your security deposit is more important than true love um do not punch a hole in a wall for a date unless you own the house in which case you know just go for it but if you're renting uh like i assume zach is do, do not punch a hole in the wall even if you are trying to recreate roman holiday for but he wants to go to Italy. Scenario. He wants to go to Italy so bad he punched a hole in the. <laughs> I mean, I saw it and I thought, you know, it's, it was a, it was a great reference. <laughs> Although realistically, to punch a hole in your wall and to do that, to it would be, you know, a bit. Uh, by the way what he did to the hole in the wall he decorated it like um there's this hole in the wall in italy that you like stick your hand in it and then you say something and if it's a lie then like your hand's supposed to get taken <laughs> or whatever it's some superstition stuff and it's all reference to roman holiday which is a classic queer movie, which we will probably never cover on the podcast because there are no queer people in it. <laughs> so there is one thing that I kind of picked up on while I was reading through the, no the notes, especially Amelia's section. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on it more, which is this idea that, you know, queer culture is two people of similar gender sitting next to each other awkwardly and not ex uh, explaining how they feel. <laughs> yeah. So that, that scene actually like just sparked a memory in me of like this girl that I was super, super into for a while. And we got, you know, like, we were really good friends for, like, a couple of years, and, uh, <laughs> skirted around the issue. Like, nobody said anything for a couple of years. Then one drunken night, I was, like, you know, joking, not joking, like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe we should just date. Ha, 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 ha. And she laughed, <laughs> and then I never brought it up again. And then, like, a few years later, like, we talked about it, and she was like, yeah, I just, like never said anything, but I liked you and I thought you were joking when I said that and I was just like, god damn it. But I feel like that's basically been my experience, like, dating women in a nutshell. Just, you know, being friends for, like, years and then not ever saying anything until it's too late, years later. Right. Where, like, you have these kind of two way opposite ends of the spectrum, which is, you know, either awkwardly being friends for many many years and just never telling each other how you feel or meeting each other over an app like getting it on like rabbits and then never seeing <laughs> each other again yeah yeah
And, I mean, if that's not relatable content, I don't know what is. <laughs> I'd just like to note that I just bought a grinder hat off of eBay. Yes, he was very <laughs> proud of it. He DMs me. He's like, look at this hat I bought. I, just, like, oh I bought this hat just to mess with Ro. Um, <laughs> um, I think I want to be cautious with how I phrase this. Because um, I think that... Um, in the first eating out, the fact that it was more seen as sort of like the the thesis of the first film going back to it was if Caleb sleeps with gay, Caleb sleeps, gay guy, get woman sex happy. That was like the main focus of that movie with the main character, which at that point was, uh, Caleb was for sex for the second movie uh the focus was on trying to sleep with guy before x uh sleeps with hotter guy to basically get edge on them um through the eyes of the main character and so that was also kind of sex focus this is that this is the first movie in the series at least in like my strict interpretation of it that has been from basically the moment where Casey sees Zach, Casey wants to be with Zach romantically. And that's the reason that he basically works on the profile to make it sound like him and stuff like that. Tiffany is actually the one that puts forward using like photos of Ryan and stuff like that uh, to get his attention, to seem hot. But for the most part, this is one of the only ones that, or the first one that we'll see that is actually through the lens of someone seeking romance. Right. It's like they took this message about gay dating that the first two movies were kind of hinting at, and they really, like, put it on blast in this movie. Like, like, look at these, these issues that all gay people, or most gay people, seem to find within their dating scene. Look at how these issues can be caused by low self-esteem, and, like, pressure to just be hot and perfect <laughs> you know yeah so does this mean that in the fourth movie they're gonna take that same idea they've had in the first three and make it even better uh, we'll find out um debatable I, <laughs> i'm just i'm just saying i i i'm just saying um I think while the commentary is is there for like the gay dating scene, I don't think that was like uh explicit until this movie. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, I think right. it's just something they kind of touch on in the other movies. Right. They kind of mention it in passing and it's an yeah. interesting topic to really dive into, but I think this movie 
really took the priority to put it in the forefront of the plot. Yes. Yeah. The other movies are like, hey, gay dating, that's a thing that sucks. Right? BT <laughs> <Like> doves. <laughs> Casey hooking up with his crush's ex is totally something I have done in an entire time where he ever said. Um, I mean, <laughs> I think part of the fact that part of the reason that the Eating Out series has seen the success that it has is the fact that at least some of the content is relatable. <laughs> and, you know, people just really want six-minute-long awkward sex scenes that's mostly yeah. dialogue. We should, uh, <laughs> we should time... Don't... We should go back and watch all the sex scenes collectively and time exactly how much of the total series is taken up by awkward sex scenes that are way too long. We should now, make a supercut of all the sex scenes and just all watch it together and see how long it takes us to not have any sexual feeling for them at all. You see, I disagree with you. I think the awkward sex scene should be longer. <laughs> like the whole movie? <laughs> just wait You're... for number five. Um, the open weekend. Oh, yeah. They oh, made that boy. movie. <laughs> so... It feels like we've covered this movie a fair amount. So now it it's feels time. like we've covered this movie three times. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time to make food puns and then mentally prepare for the next two. Um, Just so, two more weeks. So Amelia, did this one make you want to CC's pizza all you can eat for only five ninety nine, or go on a fast? I mean, I can never say no to CeCe's Pizza. Uh, it's trash, but it's my trash. And I do enjoy the terrible way it makes me feel. Much like eating out three all-you-can-eat, in fact. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you've seen the first two, I recommend watching this one. Uh, complete the trilogy, I guess. Because I don't know if I'll be able to say the same thing about four and five, so... Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're going to CC's Pizza and you're not stacking plates like you're at a conveyor belt sushi Hello. place, are you really CC's Pizza? <laughs> Next up, look at you. You'll never lose 40 pounds you gain thanks to your depression and medications. You should have continued smoking, you fat loser. <laughs> Lastly, Ro, did you look out on a mom and pop place that's really good, or did you get food poisoning from Panda Express? Uh, so... Here's my opinion. The Eating Out series is kind of like all-you-can-eat buffet cocktail shrimp. When you've already had one, it doesn't make any difference if you have four more or not. They're all going to the same place, and they're all going to wreak the exact same havoc on your intestines. So, I mean, if you liked eating out one and eating out two, then, you know, who's to stop you from watching eating out three? Anyway, that's what we think, but if you've seen this movie or end up watching it later, we'd love to hear your thoughts and your experience with it. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Gaiacapod, that's G-A-Y-E-C-A-P-O-D. While you're there, why not suggest a movie for us to watch in the future? We're always looking for suggestions. We can't wait to experience more movies with you. Join us next time as we relive Rose's childhood. That's right, we're going to drama camp.
<laughs> this one time at drama camp. <laughs>